Today's message is brought to you by the partners and friends of Kano's International Church. I want to talk about the problem with clutter. And, uh, and one of the bottom lines of it is that it eventually it owns you and you don't own it. It distracts you from truly important things. It also makes it difficult to be fully devoted to Jesus. Bottom line of it. Now, what are you saying? Distract you from those things that are important. Talking about the physical, and then those things that it'll keep you from truly being devoted to Jesus. Talking about the spiritual. So we got clutter spiritually. We have clutter naturally, physically, too. There is clutter in the life of an individual. And what you have to do, you have to begin to get rid of the clutter because there's a problem with it. You probably have something cluttering up your life right now. You may have junk in your houses, but, you know, what about the clutter you carry around on the inside? We've been talking a whole lot about this inside out. A lot of junk got to come out. And, you know, there are things that you never even realize is junk. You don't identify it as junk. Uh-huh. Because why? You've had it so long, it got you. Then those things on the inside of us, there may be goals, it may be desires that you have that are completely out of God's will. Something that you want to Uh, for your life that's completely out of God's will that God does not want for you to have you fantasize about how valuable it is to you and when it's really worth very little and then some things could be worth more than you could possibly imagine those talents those gifts that God has given you that you don't even use the point is that when you value what God values or if you value what you value it's two different things Many times we think, oh, I know God wants me to have this. Are you sure about that? Oh, I know this is what God wants me to do. Are you sure about that? You need to sift through the clutter of your heart. If we begin to work on the inside, the outside will begin to move and change around as well. Those things in your home, those things that are around you. So you got to sift through the clutter that's in your heart. You got to box up all those unused talents and broken dreams and unrealistic goals selfish desires, petty grudges, bad habits, strongholds of sin, and whatever else you find and give it to God. He wants the junk in your life. He'll take it. He got a plan for you. And you know what he'll give you in place of it? His blessing, the junk, the junk in your life, those dead-end jobs and Dead in relationships and dead in this and dead in that. God said, give it to me. I want to replace it with a blessing. He want to replace it with his guidance. And he wants to replace it with his capital S spirit. God has great things in store when we begin to give it over to him. Getting on his system. See, that means we give it over to God. and We're going to work it the way he wants us to work it. And when we do that, we start getting rid of the junk and giving it over to him. And he'll change things. He'll fix it. Characteristic of people who have junk in the natural and in the spirit. There are people who have suffered lack. People have acquired the, they call it a pack rat habit, saving things, sentimentalizing clutter. Y'all know what we'll do. Oh, yeah, I need that. You know, I had that at such and such a time. Oh, yeah. Fearful of throwing anything away because it might prove valuable someday. And it results in accumulated things. 
Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and verse 6, he said, there's a time to let go. A time to everything. That, that's what he said. He said, there's a time to everything. There's a season. A time of every purpose under heaven. And then he goes on, six verse, a time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Some things are worthy of treasuring for the rest of our lives. But some things need to go. How do we know the difference of what to save, what to let go? Huh? Paul gets more specific as he identifies particular traits and qualities found in the old man. You know, he talks about the old man and the new man in Colossians, the third chapter. He said, but now you must also put off all these things, eighth and ninth verse. Box it up, anger. Box it up, wrath. Box it up, blasphemy. Box it up, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds, then Jesus Christ is more emphatic about, he really calls it <laughs> excising, like an exorcist, habits and behaviors that may eventually take our spiritual lives. Matthew 5, verse 29 and 30, he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. You know, a lot of times we read them and say, cut my, pluck my eye off, cut my hand off. That is extreme, God. Well, here, he's using the anatomy to explain to us that cutting and pruning and letting go. You notice, I found this out. If you've got a dead leaf, you need to just pull it off on that plant. If you've got a flower or you got something dead, just, and it's called pruning, you cut it off. I even found this out. If the end of that leaf is dead and the rest of it is green and beautiful, it's a way to cut it. Prune. Pruning promotes growth. What the Lord is saying here to us, There'll be certain traits that you got to cut off because when you begin to allow the enemy to bring thoughts to you, and how does he come? Through the eye gates, through the ear gate. And then it causes us to do, act upon it. So what Jesus is saying, he's not saying to literally cut your hand off, to pluck your eye out. What he is saying to us and letting us know that by doing with these, by he was dealing with this and speaking to us through our thoughts and our behaviors, our habits, our words and our deeds, rather than the limbs and the organs. And you notice your words, your deeds, your habits, they all come through the limbs and the eyes and the working of the body. And he was relating to that, letting us know that these habits that we have, they result in things that we do in our lives because of our habits. And he's just saying you need to amputate evil thoughts. That's what he's saying to us. You need to amputate uh, evil impulses. That's what he's saying to us through this. You need to get rid of certain situations that are malignant for us. That's what he's saying to us. And get rid of these behaviors that form our self-image. So he's just saying here, Jesus is saying to us through these scriptures that we've got to begin to free ourselves. Start boxing up some attitudes and start boxing up some grudges and start boxing away oh, some words. Start boxing away filthy language. Start boxing these things away. Give them to God. 
He has blessings. Oh, Ooh, he has guidance. And he has his spirit that he wants to give you to replace all that junk that we need to get rid of. When it comes to your home, you get rid of that on the inside and then things you'll just start seeing things differently. You'll start seeing what needs to go, what needs to be put away, what needs to be cleaned out. God will start just showing you how to begin to let the Spirit of God just flow through your home. This is the time to get ready doing all this. Right now, in the beginning of this year, this is the time to get the clutter out. Why? Because there's a problem with clutter. And the clutter has to go. God bless you. Come on, let's give God some glory right now. Come on, let's give it praise. If that pulled you down yesterday, it'll pull you down today. DASH is a 501c3 organization supported by partners and friends of Carol Dixon Ministries. All gifts and support are tax deductible and can be mailed to P.O. Box 24831, Detroit, Michigan 48224. And remember, DASH is always open.